God and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace to you, God, our Creator, and our Sustainer, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost, you see, as far as festivals go, is a cacophony of the theophany, filled with noise and excitement as the Holy Spirit and God are revealed to us. It starts with a rushing wind and breeze that blows through with such great force you can hear it. Then it's the flames crackling over the heads of the disciples as they are imbued with that same Holy Spirit. Then, perhaps most miraculous of all, is this moment today where these individuals begin to speak each in their own tongue and that fully comprehend what one another is saying. And while this is a memorable moment in the history and life of the church, that we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that today is not a commemoration. Indeed, today is a celebration. Not what was, but what is, and perhaps even better, what could be. Today, the Holy Spirit fulfills the promise of peace that Jesus made before he left them. Jesus said these words, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Peace. Peace is the word that Jesus shares with the disciples as he prepares to die on the cross, as he prepares to leave this world. Peace is the first word to the risen Lord as he returns. As he's risen from the dead and as he calls together those gathered with troubled hearts. Peace is at the center of this day, but peace, peace is a bit difficult. Jesus says that the way I live is not the way the world works necessarily, and that's very true. Because I think, at least in my life, peace is at best an abstract concept. It's something that we strive for oftentimes in conflict or even war with one another, declared by the victor and victor alone, the parameters of which are set therein. Peace is something that when we hear people talk about it, we go, yes, of course, we all want peace. But when we try to figure out how to bring it about, the conversation breaks down, well, pretty quickly or anything but peace. Because in this world, one person's peace may be another person's terror. This is different for Jesus. Jesus sees there's something greater at this. Jesus sees that peace can be tangible. Peace is capable of bridging gaps between individuals. Peace is something that begins with forgiveness but continues in community. Community that embraces diversity. Now, if we embrace it, this candle's going to freak me out. Hold on a second. There we go. <laughs> Spirit is moving. I see a little more watching. So, oftentimes, this moment of Pentecost, you see, is by some theologians viewed as a reversal of battle. A quick history lesson, biblical history. This is a story that dates back to the early portions of the history of God's people. The people decided, you see, that they didn't need God anymore, and that they could do, well, divine things on their own. So, 
they went ahead and they started to build this tower up into the heavens, likely after they did a three-year capital campaign with good results, right? So they built this, this tower. And as they built higher and higher to the heavens, God in the heavens looked out and said, not today. God confused their language, made it impossible for them to communicate, therefore impossible for them to work, and then the building stopped. People went into the Astra, rest, they say, tissue. Some theologians look at Pentecost and say, yes, this is the reversal of that. All that confusion that God cast in is now been put back together. People understand each other. Sure, but there's one big difference. God today in Pentecost doesn't unify us with one language, but instead allows them to comprehend each other in their own language. In other words, this isn't a return to some kind of singularity, but a celebration of diversity. A celebration of all the diverse ways, the dialects, the people of this world, all able to come together to talk, to share, to be able to do God's work. This, this is a celebration of diversity found in the unity of the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes diversity itself causes fear within people. We don't know how to relate to people who may not look or sound like us. Jesus says today, the gifts of the Spirit, you need not fear anymore. Your fear, in fact, will give way to rejoicing. Yet another promise fulfilled. Jesus earlier says, very truly, I tell you that you will weep and you will mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but the pain will turn into joy. Sometimes it seems impossible in the midst of our pain or in the midst of our mourning to even conceive of joy and rejoice. But yet, time and time again, in this community of faith, called and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I get to witness to that very act. See, quite often I, as pastor, call in to situations, to spaces that are finely curated by God walk into those spaces as we prepare to bid farewell to a loved one. The first thing I do is I look for the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit isn't hard to find. Because the Holy Spirit is all around us in those moments. Embracing us in our feet. Coming to us to mourn. But also teaching us to celebrate and to have joy. Oftentimes as we sit in those spaces we do is we find ourselves sharing in stories, recalling memories of past days and life that we may find joy and hope and promise in resurrected life. And I found that I learned more about a person's life in the final days and moment of their death than I do oftentimes in the entirety of their life. And I've experienced this spirit-led process multiple times in just the past few weeks. We gathered in this very space just about 10 days ago to celebrate his life. I'm sure we gathered with, with mournful hearts and tears in our eyes. We also gathered to celebrate, to share stories. To pray together, to invoke the Spirit's presence, to be reminded of the gift of baptism and resurrection it offers, to look at photos, and to share fellowship. This last Tuesday, 
that celebration and gathering of community through the Holy Spirit, changing and transformation of mourning into joy didn't happen in this building, but instead just down the road on the prairie path. Past Tuesday, marking what would have been the 68th birthday of our dear sister in Christ, Karen Welsh, a bench was dedicated in her name. What did we do? We invoked the Spirit. We gathered together. We recalled her life. We heard some Bob Marley songs, because of course that would have been part of the liturgy. Then we shared stories, and perhaps most appropriate of all, there were baked goods in large quantities. And if you knew Karen, of course there were baked goods in large quantities. But that, that was the occasion where we turned our morning into rejoicing, where we dedicated this bench to the benefit of the community, that others may find rest on it, as Karen often was a person to provide respite for others. So too now she's able to do that through this simple gift of a bench. Spirit joy is all around us, and it transforms us, transforms our mourning into joy. It gives us hope for the future. Because the Pentecost day is all about looking ahead. It's not a commemoration of what was, but it's what can be. And what can be is a spirit-led church. But as we go out, we're not alone. The spirit promises to walk with us every step of the way. He calls us into community that we may work together with those empowered by that very same spirit and those who serve it. Which is why this service right now is a perfect encapsulation. Beginning of our service, my little friend Richie Bell. There she is, still here, still here. Was welcomed into this community of faith, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and supported by the community. And now, as soon as I'm done yapping up here, we're going to slap the Spirit into a few of our youth. I mean, sorry, invite the Spirit into a few of our youth as they come up to make an affirmation of their own baptismal promises, as they claim them as their own, and as we as a community don't just say we're done with you, but instead ask, how can we support you in new ways? How can we encourage you in your faith moving forward? How can you as an adult in the eyes of the church find life and meaning here in the church? How can we support you in your work seeking justice and peace for all the world. Holy Spirit, it's not about what's been done, it's about what is to come. And Pentecost is a recurring event that happens every time the Spirit breaks through and sets the church on a new course. And we see this all the time. Not just once a year, not just when Pastor wears his red sleeves, but all We've seen this, we've experienced this in the last years through the pandemic, through construction, through the invitation of new members and saying farewell to long-standing members. The Spirit is alive here. The force is with you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.